Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based in the UK featuring myself, Will Turland, a lady who sits to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. And man who is called Rick Everson. Hello. <laughs> and so another I was expecting man. location data. Sorry, sorry. Uh, and uh, Rick Everson is on a, a little screen on the left-hand side of a bigger screen. And um, another man is called uh, Rick Palmer, and he's in the middle of my screen. Hi there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I think so. All the, all location data um, explained. So, um, yes, we're, we're recording uh, over the internet as we as we do at the moment as mm-hmm. we're sort of still in a sort of partial lockdown but we're actually using video today which is if it is information which is of no consequence to the listeners because we're only recording the audio but i just feel like they can see if they can detect any difference in uh, energy yeah yeah looking each other in the eye either positive or negative <laughs> I, th- I think the atmosphere is something we want to bring the listeners into, so we have to paint that picture with our words for them to set the scene, don't we? Yes, <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes, Rick, you're right, we do. <laughs> and um, so today we're going to be talking about a, guess, a bit of a controversial episode of Star Trek. We're going to be talking about Profit and Lace from a Deep Space Nine. And the the reason we're talking about that is because we we wanted to go back to the idea of doing episodes where we 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 sort of defend a episode or a film which maybe doesn't get a lot of love, and we I, we, I believe the phrase is defending the indefensible. That's snappier than the way I described <laughs> it. Certainly, yeah, like, I think so. Uh, we've we've picked a doozy. We have picked a doozy, and this was my suggestion, and um, I suggested it because I I knew it was one that doesn't get a whole lot of love. (laughs) But I and I I think you took the word indefensible and ran with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't seen this one since um, I don't know, maybe since I first saw it on TV, because it's it's not one that jumps out immediately as as a as a good rewatch idea <laughs> or even as a first watch idea <laughs> so it's a um it's a season six episode mm. uh, which really surprised me I, in my head i thought this was like early ds <laughs> yeah me too i i was surprised and it's towards the end of season six as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and like like season six is largely brilliant and they're they're deep into the war arc at that point and I, I was like, yeah, I, I thought, you know, maybe this is the sort of episode you might get in season one or two where they haven't quite got their heads around the characters yet. And But no, the, 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 they don't really have that excuse. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, in... We're well into the Ferengi storyline, ultimately, at this point, aren't we? We've this is, yeah. this is one in a series of Ferengi episodes, which, while generally played for comedy, do 
denote an evolution of um, the Ferengi system as it goes through. Hmm. We establish yeah. certain things, yeah. and then, and you know the, the series works to then show a, a society that in you know is changing and evolving, mm-hmm. and this is a massively key episode in that in a way because there is some mm. big stuff happens here. But yeah, Off some. Screen. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, on a different planet. Than <laughs> yeah. It's 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 not maybe presented in the way you would have always expect. No, no, I, no. I, I think one of the one of the issues with the Ferengi storylines in general is that Ferengis have always been um, a, a comedy element. You know, they're actually, it's a really interesting alien. They have a completely alien way of living to everybody else. It is theirs. Mm. And it's distasteful to a lot of people. But that that's played for comedy. Oh, the stupid Ferengi. Look at them now grubbing around for their latinum. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, and it's so they're never taken seriously by the writers, apart from sometimes when Quark gets to say something pointed. Yeah. Not in this episode, obviously. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's one of the beauties also of it. Also as well, though. I think, uh, sorry, Rick. That's, that's, that's one of the beauties of it is that you can have this culture that, as, as, as Gemma says, it's like played in this like, oh, look at these guys grubbing around for the land. But also, you know, they're a kind of a reflection of us in more recent times. Um, and hold, you know, Star Trek's holding that mirror up to sort of say, you know, we could get to a point where we would look down on how we act now. Uh, but then again, you know, we shouldn't be looking down on people because that's we should be better than that. And that's the beautiful thing where mm. Quark can have those moments with Cisco mm. um, and say, you know, you're not that different from us. And you look down at us, but, you know, we're just, we've got our way. You've got your way. Who's to say which is better? Uh also, Quark's bar is full of different races, mm. full of mm. and full of Federation customers. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah. how can they? They can't. It's, it's hypocritical of the Federate of, on a personal level, it'd be hypocritical of them to criticise Ferengi culture if you're patronising a Ferengi establishment because mm. clearly you like it. Yeah. I, I think. I think with with the Ferengi as well. It's and with DS Nine. I, I think. I think they did a really good job of not too often painting themselves into a corner with a character like Quark, who, who based on his culture and civilization, should be pretty unlikable and 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 not a character that you can identify with. But they did a really good job of making him likable and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. not, and not moving too far away from the core of his character, mm-hmm. like being a complex character who, who could be nice and kind and thoughtful but also mean and ruthless and uncaring and mm. i think that speaks to the nature of 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 individuals in general mm. you know yeah. yeah thing people are complex like you can you can be the same person can be very different on from one occasion to the next but. yeah and i i think one thing i didn't like about um profit and lace was that it it did feel like a little bit of a character assassination of of quark because mm. there are some moments where he's he's quite an unsavory character actually what? and I, I don't know if that was really sort of how it was intended to play i think they they thoroughly stepped over the line of of something that you can forgive a character for yeah in, yeah in, in the 
opening scene. I mean, I suppose yeah. most of our listeners will know the storyline, but should we just run through yeah. that to, to yeah. kind of lay out what happens? Yeah, definitely. We're sort of dancing around the storyline. Really. Yeah. Yeah. We have to say what it is. We have to. Yeah, get out of there. Um, Quark and Rum's mother... Mookie, who is the sort of the pa- the para- <clears throat> excuse me the paramour of the Grand Nagas, Zek. She's influenced him, Zek, to introduce sweeping uh, sort of cultural changes uh, mm-hmm. for women's suffrage, basically overnight. Yeah, yeah. and that has crashed the Ferengi economy. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so, in order to sort of restore balance. For some reason, <laughs> Quark has to have a sex change and pretend to be his mother. Oh, isn't she? From a, from, a, from a heated argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, the thing I found, I have to admit, and this maybe is in the defending camp well i know i know the, the prosecution is speaking right now <laughs> i found that it, that this episode didn't use its its kind of conceit as well as it could have done like mm. the, the the person the kind of farcical man becoming a woman thing that was it, it, it didn't have a lot of energy to it it was it was kind of tame mm. and and, mm. it, and, it, and it's just sort of worked for the sake of working um uh, I, th- I think it's something that probably works better in a in a movie when you have this sort of thing. I mean, I, I know in like, one of my favorite films is Some Like It Hot, which isn't exactly mm, the same, yeah. But it has similar it has similar mm. kind of energy to it and, and themes. And that film is brilliant and funny mm. and well written and everything. And yeah. that conceit is used really well to to drive to drive the entire story and the development of the characters and the comedy. And the and, and the kind of the, the whole denouement of every, of that film is one of the, the the very final scene of that film is one of the most famous films sorry famous scenes in cinema history, and it nails the film it, it it's perfect, mm. um and I, and I and that's what I took away from this episode is that it just for 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 an episode which has this in it it's just a bit a bit boring like it's not very interesting. Well, that's that's I'm interesting. Glad you mentioned that, that film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned some like it hot, Rick, because um, I, I was looking in, in my research for this in the DS9 companion. Armin Shimmerman talks about this, and he says, uh, "I did research on this part. I watched some like it hot and Tootsie. The difference between those films is in the in the in some like it hot. Tony Curtis is always winking at the camera as if to say, I'm playing a woman, but you know I'm really a man.' Whereas Dustin Hoffman's performance mm. in Tootsie was, I'm playing a woman, and I believe it." And I decided right. I would do the latter. I tried to be as feminine as I could. Fair so, enough. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I was, I was thinking of those. I was th- yeah, yeah, I was thinking of those. Things. <laughs> also, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire might have been the thing to go for, Armin Shimmerman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I think. Sorry, you go. What? What? Uh, they had. They had. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was an episode that utterly, utterly, pointedly missed the opportunity and the point of him uh, impersonating a woman in in that situation. Hmm. And um, 
he didn't he he was given a chance to grow through that experience mm. and he absolutely did not yeah we're dancing around when we we vaguely nodded to the opening scene but we haven't actually brought it up where he basically attempts mm. to force one of his employees to have sex with him or she will be fired umax for fun and profit it's a quick read want me to be nice let's face it the customers the davo girls the ferengi waiters they didn't hire you and uh, they can't fire you you wouldn't and it's and it's played i i thought it was played like it was played uncomfortably seriously by, mm-hmm. by like Quark is quite serious in that yeah he doesn't a, try to make it funny no and, and I think he? I think that was a little bit I, well I don't I, I say that as maybe a bit misjudged I don't I, know how well you could possibly <laughs> put a spin on on that scene but it's kind of the point where he's saying because he's saying to oh you know everyone everyone in this bar is is um you know, you're really nice to everyone in the bar. You're nice to the customers. You're nice to the, uh, to the nice to the other employees. employees. Someone you could be a little bit nicer to is me. Mm, yeah. And it yeah. just, ah, yeah. That's kind of like gaslighting oh, yeah. slash, yeah, like um, abusive abusive partner behavior, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, or you know, yeah. someone you kind of wanted to go shower after watching that bit. Yes. Yeah, I I didn't like that. I felt I felt that was. To establish the character prior to what was going to happen, it's yeah. like, yeah. uh, like the, the character. There were sort of two bookends to the episode, aren't mm. there? With, yeah. with the same character. Yeah. Um, but I know I, I completely agree. I, I, I found it. I found it a, a uncomfortable watch. And it was <laughs> uncomfortable, but it could have been redeemed if he had gone through this situation where you know he there is a scene. Played this time, played for comedy, where he's trapped in a room with a man who is trying, also trying, basically trying to force himself on on him, mm. and um, and at no point does he put two and two together <laughs> and go, "Oh, I didn't like that. Oh, maybe she didn't like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the tragedy of the bookend. There, mm. you've got. A, it's a very uncomfortable, and I've, it harks back to a scene I think in a much in a first season episode. I don't recall which one exactly, but essentially, a Dabo girl is complaining to Cisco that Quark has tried to write sexual favors to him in their contracts. Mm. So it's kind of like this. It's not totally unknown behavior for Quark, but it's him at his mm. worst, and it's a horrible scene. And then it's of course bookended by the scene at the end where she comes in and says, "Well, actually, I'm quite interested in this remark." Yeah, and instead yeah. of having him. Demonstrate growth and show that his experience, particularly the fact he was essentially nearly molested by a man. Um, yes, yeah. They decide to make a joke of, huh, women, they have hormones. They, their moods yeah. are unpredictable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that too. I thought yeah. it was absolutely an unfriendly... fuck right off. It was, a, it was a weird. It was a weird choice. Like you didn't yeah. have to have that. Yeah. And then suddenly so snaps out of it and chases her. It's like, oh, I know. Yeah. The hormones yeah. are gone. Come back and have sex. Not only does this woman 
not tell him where to stick it. She actually turns out to want it in the end. Of course, she, she does wants nearly it. tell him where to oh, stick I it. Actually, wants it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then, right in his ear. Yeah. But then he then he shows remorse. Of course. Oh no, I, I'm so sorry. I, I tried to make you do that, but it's not because he's changed his mind or mm. changed. It's because he's still got those lady hormones. Yeah, those pesky all, all feelings. Up in and ah. then he snaps out of it in the end, as He's you like, say. Yeah, what was, what, it? What what was, was I, I thinking? thinking? Yeah, I, <laughs> 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 I just. I read the book. What book? You know, Umox for fun. You shouldn't be wasting your time reading that kind of trash. But you told me to. Forget what I told you. It was wrong, and I apologize. You are a wonderful employee, and I'm lucky to have you working for me. It's just that. Umox sounded like fun. The tympanic tickle, the eustachian tube rub, the auditory nerve nibble. But if that's the way you feel about it... That is exactly the way I feel about it. What am I saying? Alora, Wait! And in, in fairness, anything in the middle of the episode could have been brilliant and it yeah. still would have been ruined mm. by that bookend, I think. Yeah. Um, sadly, that, not I... much in the middle was brilliant. So <laughs> don't even have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm just... It, he's clearly still Quark. Mm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not... And there's a, I mean, I... I I don't want to I don't want to rail on this episode too much because I think we're all going to do that. But, um, <laughs> but I was watching it thinking, well, why hasn't somebody asked where Quark's gone? And then this this this, this lady Ferengi yeah. who looks a lot like Quark has turned up. I mean, people, some of the brightest minds in the universe are on this space station. I mean, they're gonna, yeah. and that and that liquidator guy. I mean, they yeah. contact him. Mm-hmm. Quark contacts. They like Quark, Rum, and. Um, uh, no, all contact like pretty much every liquidator in the Ferengi Alliance, mm. don't they? To to yeah. kind of get someone on their side in regards to what's happening with the with the measure with the with the with what what Zex done. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you would think that this liquidator would know Quark at least from a bit prior to maybe not not in person, but have a bit of yeah. knowledge. And um, I don't know. I don't know that. That's where the that's where the fun side of it isn't used well. Like it's, mm. it's the story's got this fun element and this serious element, and I just don't think that they kind of are used well. It's, and yeah, it's interesting you say that because it, I, this episode was directed by um, Alexander Siddig, who is yeah. uh, Bashir, and I read that he his approach to this episode was to sort of take it more seriously and to have it uh, kind of more of a drama but the, the writers had always intended it to be an outright comedy and and i think i think it was alexander siddick and um uh, armin Zimmerman as well who who wanted to play it straighter mm. and it sort of meant that we got a kind of a an episode that wasn't quite sure if it wanted to be a comedy or a, or if it wanted to make a serious point about mm. something and i yeah, I think that's one of the problems with it, that it doesn't – that's one of the many problems. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it had committed one way or the other, you know, if it had gone further with its farcical, daft 
ness. I um, I don't know. Maybe it would have maybe it would have played a bit better. Mm. Um, another line from the companion where Shimmerman feels the episode was neither fish nor fowl. It could have been mm. more serious, dramatic piece, or it could have been funnier, but it was neither one nor the other. And I think that's yeah. definitely true. I mean, if you'd played this entirely as a Ferengi comedy, you probably could have made better of it. Um, but mm. then also, I think there's some missed opportunities where you could have had quite a serious bit of drama that would have involved Quark really learning, I think. so. Yeah. Because if, uh, if you think about it, the actual the actual idea behind the story where... Um, so, so feminism is coming to a patriarchal society and what are the repercussions of that and it and it arrives like you said rick it arrives sort of overnight mm. and crashes the economy and and it could have been a really interesting and quite a thorny uh sort of cleverly written episode <laughs> that, that would have, have explored all of the the sort of nuances of that political and social situation mm-hmm. but instead you have like quark um Dressing up as a woman and getting his tits out at one point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. Oh, that bit is awful. Now, are you sure? Oh, completely. I tell you, that is not a female. Well, she's close enough for me. That was, what was, <laughs> oh what was so awful about that is if you, if you think about it, what, what's happening is... Um, a character who, or the other characters believed to be, or the, the other character involved, uh, Nilvar, mm-hmm. he's he's the other Ferengi guy, believes to be a woman. So he attempts to sexually assault Quark, mm-hmm. um, which is all played for sort of slapstick uh, knockabout comedy, and he's chasing it around the room. And then to defuse the yeah. situation, Quark gets his tits out, out and yeah. also kisses him. Mm. And it's like... Because- uh, yeah, and there's no there's no repercussions for for Nilva for that. That was that's another thing that I thought was interesting. It's like, well, did, didn't this guy just try to sexually assault well, someone? Yeah, no one's like, should we call security? <laughs> because whether whether or not they're 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 Ferengi, they're they're not on a Ferengi space station. I mean, mm. none of these things are happening within Ferengi society. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. All of the all of this massive upheaval is going on on Ferenginar, but this plays out on DS9 yeah. because of, uh, I guess it, it's a bottle episode. So maybe maybe just seeing seeing her tits and having a kiss was all that he needed. Maybe it's a bit like that American Pie scene. <laughs> <laughs> they cut the graphic bit where he slugger colored in his pants, but that's essentially what happened. Oh. And he was. T- <laughs> It's the it's the slimiest cola in the in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, there was a I I did there was a scene where they're talking about their plan and they talk about the the Sluggo Cola jingle and they all sing it and I I loved that scene that made me laugh yeah, yeah it's just a, that was a great bit of comedy I, I that, thought so that, that was, was a, that was a that was a good point in the episode I don't think Sluggo Cola has changed its advertising slogan in three hundred years drink Sluggo Cola the slimiest cola in the galaxy why would Nilva agree to come to the meeting I'm not sure that it yeah, was well just, performed that there was like the way they delivered that jingle as well that it was like yeah, yeah. They delivered it with the right amount of 
not quite enthusiastic. <laughs> mm. uh, it was it's funny. Your, yeah, yeah, it's in your brain. Yeah, they, yeah. Sold, yeah. they sold it. It's, it's one of those horrible, annoying adverts, but you can't help but have it stuck in your head. And I think yeah, they did, yeah. it did come across really well in that. Um, I did put out on Twitter mm. earlier, um, it, does anyone have any things about this episode they do like? And um, on the Yum Yum podcast, uh, they did mention the Slugger Cola song Slaps. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what the young people say when they think a song is good. Oh, it sounds, yeah, sounds a bit yeah. violent. I, but... ah, I think of... you know. I'm not. I'm not sure about this, guy. but I think I think slaps might might refer to like a, like a, if you have a large posterior, you can oh. you can move it. You can move it in such a way that your your, your butt cheeks butt slap cheeks together. Slap. <laughs> oh, okay. That must be what it. Yeah, I was imagining a pleat. Some kind like of Nicki, Min- Nicki, yeah. Nicki, Minaj, Nicki Minaj can do that, I believe. I... <laughs> but that might be my that, that, that might be my take my take on that on that what that means. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I thought it was some kind of the way of the youth describe a beat, like a it's slap like, a bass slap, or something. Like yeah, you, know, you know what? You know bass. what? I think I think I think technically a, a large posterior claps. It doesn't slap because it's yeah. like yeah. the cheeks yeah. clap. Yes, so yeah, you're right. I don't think I think I'm completely wrong. Um, <laughs> Is that what they mean just... when they say the clap? <laughs> no, that's that's um, that, that's, I, I believe that's old English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the other side um, from the bottom cheeks. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but something else. A scene, a scene that I think would have maybe added to the comedic value of this episode is where Quark goes to Doctor Bashir and says. Um, excuse me, Dr. Bashir, can, can you, can you, you make me a woman? Yeah. <laughs> can you make a woman out of me? <laughs> and yeah. uh, cuts his loaves off. <laughs> Cause, I, cause I, I would have liked Dr. Bashir to say, hang on, you want me to perform gender reassignment surgery on you so you can pull some elaborate scam on somebody <laughs> and then I'll turn you back. I find that very unethical and as a doctor I refuse. But then I remembered Bashir is quite happy to turn Beryl into a robo-zombie and wipe Kern's memory at a mild request for no good reason. So, yeah, fuck it. Bashir will do anything. Yeah. Dodgy <laughs> surgery. The guy just does not yeah. give a shit. But I, I thought that. I thought, wait a minute. How did he convince Bashir to go through with this? What, what oh, he'll, he'll do anything. He really does not give a shit. <laughs> right. Okay. But that, that would have been a good scene. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. Suppose, but... On a, on a more, on a more ah, serious. But he's, direct, he's directing it, I suppose. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe he couldn't be in it much. But <laughs> on a, on a slightly more serious note, I guess another, another tr- difficult aspect of this episode is that we are we do get a representation of um, someone going through a gender transition, mm. um, but without really any sort of detail or. Um, sensitivity, yeah, or sensitivity mm. or subtlety. Like they don't explore what I guess they. I guess in a way, no, that's not that's not fair. I suppose they do explore what that might be like for someone to go through, but but really the way it the way it's handled is Quark has difficulty walking like a lady. Yeah. That's mm. that's one of the things <laughs> he struggles with, and. Yeah. Um, 
And wacky um, hormones. Don't forget the wacky hormones. Wacky but, hormones but, and his voice. But on a serious note, those hormones are going to be wacky, aren't mm. they? If you are suddenly being hit by um, a, a barrage of hormones that your body is not used to, that is going to be wacky. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's, it's I, the way it's played, I think, I object to. Yes. Yeah. And what, what, does it, what does that say about the, you know, the writer's opinions? I don't want to say that, so the writers because the writers were planning to play it, trying to write a comedy farce for fun. But, yeah, yeah. It's, and I think you know. I, I think, think it's okay to. I think it's okay to have that kind of story, but you just have to pitch it right. Hmm. You have, you hmm. have to kind of. I don't know. Like you have to. If you're going to play with broad strokes, and you're going to take a, if you're going to take a concept and and. You, you need to know how you're going to play it for and commit to that because then mm. like the acting and the writing and the, and everything else will probably line up more when you, when you make it, like you need to know from the start what you're going to do. Mm. And, and from what you guys have said about from what Armin Shimmerman said, it seems like they were trying to, to kind of do both. Yeah. I think this be is dramatic and comedic and, and neither yeah. kind of, neither worked. You have to commit to one or the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah. Because I don't think, I mean, I I didn't find myself thinking, oh, this um, this part where where Quark's transitioned into a woman is, is definitely going to be offensive to a transgender audience. I, I found myself wondering how how that would play for a, for a mm. transgender audience. I don't know if it's an episode that has enough about it I don't think they care. I mean, they've been. Yeah. I mean, being transgender doesn't affect your sense of humor or your ability to critique drama. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it. I don't think it's an. It's not an attack on. No. On that. No. I, I, yeah. I think. I think. I think they would just see it as being not not great. <laughs> I, I hope like like so. us like like us. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think it. I don't think it's sort of a. I don't think it's an artifact of 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 being less tolerant. Let's just say that. I, I, I think it's an example yeah. of of being a, a a story that didn't quite know what it wanted to be. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Um, in, in sort of question then to you guys is out of the two, I, the, the, either the farcical comedy or the serious drama, which would you prefer to it committed to and gone to? Which do you think would have been better? I, I think I might have liked to see how it might have played out seriously because I, because there are kind of a few <clears throat> points. One of, the, one of the positives I thought about this episode, actually, was there's a really interesting scene when Quark, when Quark wasn't sort of hamming it up as a lady, and he actually had to sit down with with Nilva and um, talk about yes. actually do the bit where he sort of had to convince him of some business ideas. There's, they had a really interesting bit of dialogue about how basically Quark sort of appealed to his um, to him as a businessman and kind of mm. said, "Well, look, if if women are able to wear clothes, then they could, they have pockets." And they can have money in their pockets. Yeah. And if they work, then they will have money and they will want to buy things. Mm-hmm. And then you could start marketing. Things to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marketing, marketing things. Marketing things specifically to the, the 50 
percent of society that you haven't been marketing to yeah. and and that and that is yeah that is how you explain it i know where you can increase sales of slugger cola by 50 to 60 percent i'm all ears target the new female consumer make slugger cola her drink there's nothing stopping her from drinking it now. But you're not encouraging her either. The slimiest coal in the galaxy. That kind of slogan doesn't appeal to women. Oh, sort of a massively, like, sort of pro-feminist scene. But it, but it, it did feel like that would be a realistic way that that society might start to get on yes, board absolutely. with the idea of women having rights because mm. of because of the this financial is how it benefits, benefits you. Yeah, Zek, actually, Zek very much puts it like that. Really, he says there's there's fifty percent mm. of the population are a profit earning resource that we've not been exploiting, mm. and so that's kind of yeah. that's the friendly way to view it, and that's how you would sway them round. So that would, uh, and what would be really good is that is that Quark is a very traditional Ferengi would then be having to argue the case that he disagrees with. I think that would have been a yes. really good good thing for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they could have played that. They could have played that a bit harder in the episode and made that more of where the comedy comes from, where mm-hmm. Quark is having to present an idea which he's argued against he just, so furiously yeah. in the first half of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think as well. I, I think it would have benefited. I mean, I, 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 th- I agree. I, I think it could have worked as a as a as an episode that presented a serious point. Um, but still retain some like comedic bones. I think it would have been better if, if there hadn't been so much devoted to his sort of inability or to to get with with his with his new identity. Mm. Like I think if he, I think if he'd become more adapted to it better and enjoyed it, I think that might have helped with with that. Because going going back to to some like it hot those characters initially start off as 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 seeing as dressing as women as this sort of hard thing to get and and they don't understand how women can walk on high heels and things like that and and deal with all the all the kind of the accoutrement of the of the clothing they're expected to wear but but by the end of it or even in the middle of it they're enjoying it they they've adapted to their characters they Mm. they become their characters Mm. Um, to the to to, the, to a quite an extent, actually, as it turns out, <laughs> um, and I think if, if if Quark had enjoyed it more and and adapted to how to becoming this version of himself, you could have had more time for, for you wouldn't have to have the scene where he's like, oh, "How do you do this?" Or, or you know, or you because you don't mm. have a, a, the length of a film to have mm, that transition yeah. from not knowing to knowing to enjoying it to getting a you know like. I think that might have been, that might have helped. Like if you, if you if if Quark had leaned into it more and enjoyed it more, and and, and yeah. a character who initially didn't like the idea ends up loving it or or, or, or appreciating it at least. Mm. Yeah, one one thing um, we both thought was a bit of a of a frustration was that the sort of one really strong female character yeah. of Moogie yes. was kind of written out of the episode. Yeah. Like twenty minutes I, in, I guess. Might, yeah, I, for I guess to. Well, yeah, that's, it's for, it that's was yeah for the plot, plot I guess. That, yeah, yeah, that is a good um, point. Yeah, but it's like actually that 
that was kind of a shame because um you know she she was like a really felt like she was a really important important part of the if you're going to tell it as a serious story Mm -hmm. she was a really important part of that but they but yeah the episode writes her out so that Mm -hmm. quark can dress up as a woman yeah and 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 the only (laughs) and the only other female character is is reduced to just showing him how to walk basically yeah in high heels in high heels although that did um on the positive side that did have one of the the best little moments in it where um um rom is rom yes yeah rom rom is bringing how to how to act like a woman which is which was brilliant that was like a a surprising little bit of successful comedy where (laughs) everyone was like what the hell (laughs) he he, you know he really could walk like a lady you see it's more of a glide that's good and when you sit be sure your knees are touching. And don't forget to relax your shoulders, but keep your bottom tight. I wanted to highlight that, actually, because Rom in this is actually brilliant. Um, yes. And I really yeah. like that. And, and it kind of speaks to Rom's character, because underneath Rom, you know, and this was developed, uh, what, from the surface, he's, he's, just, he's initially just Quark's idiot brother, but then you find out he's an extremely talented engineer, you know, almost genius mm-hmm. level engineer, and you, but I think this is an extension of that. He he's a guy who observes and looks at how things work, um, and that includes mm-hmm. women. He has looked at them yeah. and observed how they work, and then he's able to do that. And so they're <laughs> looking at him, but it's just like, well, it's just part of his being an engineer. I think and it's true. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's brilliantly played, and he's so good at it. He's so the, he, yeah. The actor does these scenes so well; they're an absolute delight. Yeah, which is and, not I mean, many bits suppose... of that episode. You say that, right? but <laughs> no. But I mean, and, and another sort of like a less specific defense, I suppose, is that still like th- these are all characters that you that you know and love, and mm. it's I feel like I maybe a, a bit more forgiving towards all the all the characters for what for what they're doing because I, I like all those characters. Yeah, you know. Mm. Except for maybe, like, yeah, as we said, Quark does not come off well in some scenes. No. No. Although it's the fact that there is absolutely no character journey in the episode. There's no learning point. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious that in this there would be a learning point. This character Mm. would learn something from this experience. And it's, it's... really startling that he doesn't for a, mm. yeah it's a really odd choice yeah there's there's a bit towards the end when when everyone's leaving and um ishka says to quark um you're, you're basically you may be a lousy son but you made a wonderful daughter <laughs> and that sort of struck me as like well to be fair how, we didn't see any scenes between quark as a female and Ishka. There was no mother-daughter scene. Just, no, no. But I think was she just referring to how he how he acted as a woman? Yeah, I just for, I just would have liked I think what he did was was made, hmm. you know, she was joking about what he did. Hmm. Yeah, it just, would, I just made me I think it would have been lovely to have that. 
if if we'd had some yeah scenes between Ishka and Lumber would have been would have been quite good. Lumber. Um, <laughs> that was funny, actually. <laughs> you, have to give them, you have to give them that joke, actually. That's quite a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, then, but, but then that's playing more into the whole women are, what was it, I feel more nurturing and this and that and that because, I'm a, because I'm a woman. It's pl- yeah. it, it would be playing into that. Oh, well, of course I'm nicer and friendly and I'm because I'm I'm a woman now and that's Nur- how women are and yeah. it's just nurturing empathetic, empathetic. I can't remember what the other yeah. one was but oh. yeah it's just um, sort of follow gender roles doesn't it yeah because yeah. I mean I'd, I'd read that this um, you know this episode is is sort of bordering on being offensive to the to the levels of some of the um slightly offensive tng episodes mm-hmm. uh that that you know unfortunately tread a bit on on racism and mm-hmm. and i i don't know how offensive i feel this episode is ex- except for i think the the bits that I, th- that I think are really indefensible are that that opening and the closing scene. Mm. I just think you know, especially I think it probably they probably didn't play well in 1997, but like now in this post Harvey Weinstein uh, kind of Me Too world, I mean, I I just thought like imagine if you imagine if you've really been in that situation with an employer mm-hmm. um, who had said to you that basically you know you're you're good at your job. But if you're not interested in giving me sexual favors, then you're out of here. Mm. And imagine, imagine seeing that play out on an episode of Star Trek, mm-hmm. like a, you know, yeah. a world where where it's meant to be a a better kind of society. And yeah. A, and I don't and, know. Imagine then, how that would make you feel. Yeah. And then seeing how not only does it have no repercussions, then she turns around and says that actually she wants it. Yeah, yeah, but that's the that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, I I feel like these, I think, the beginning scene and the ending scene were were sort of bookends of the main story, I suppose. Mm. But they don't really work. I mean, I mean, the opening scene. I don't know. um, Looking at it now, highlight highlights that Quark is insecure if he needs to ask for sexual favors from people. Because this is a woman that yeah, but he wasn't uh, asking; basically. he was forcing her. Basically. Yeah, yeah, but he was, or but he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, but yeah, but but what I mean is, is that he was he was demanding that when if he'd had more confidence with this person, he could have got them without having to do that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, yeah. Mm, I suppose. Um, I suppose is that. Is that what the episode is suggesting by the end? Because because she, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it's. Yeah. I don't think so because mm-hmm. the end is kind of confused with him basically just being reflective because of lady hormones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, which, yeah. but yeah. it's not because of his experience. Um, no, no. But so I, think- I, I think it's just you know it's. It, it, it mishandles. It mishandles the beginning and the end. I, c- I mm. feel like I can see what they were trying to do. You're trying mm. to say, well, here is Quark at the beginning, being doing this and being predatory, basically, mm-hmm. on a woman, um, 
and then he he goes through an experience where that happens to him in reverse, but then the, the denouement of that episode isn't doesn't even really to do with that. He's just <laughs> yeah. he's just remorseful because he's still got these pesky <laughs> yeah. pesky yeah. lady lady hormones in his system. It feels like yeah. the whole episode feels like it's just um the the thing it was trying to be, it didn't succeed. That I can see what it was trying yeah. to do, but it just didn't succeed in in that unfortunately yeah and it's it's really because it, it would have really worked the the as as uncomfortable as the opening scene is it would have worked if they'd have then had at the end they bookended it with a a better ending yeah and it's not and it's not another thing that i found uncomfortable even before the um the i can't remember what her name was the the his employee he was he was sat at the bar looking at this ring that um, the other Ferengi had given him, uh, saying how much he missed him and how nice he was. And then and then, this is the guy who'd basically tried to rape him in a hotel room. It was a sweetness to him, and also a strength. Sometimes he'd get this little glint in his eye. You know what I mean? Not really. Oh yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, he's getting all misty-eyed yeah. about him. Yeah, like, and and again, that I think that was played as a joke yeah. because of his lady hormones. Exactly. Like, oh, la- ladies, yes. ladies miss the attention of of um, overly rapey <laughs> rapey men. <laughs> men. <laughs> that, yeah, that that was pretty misjudged. That was, yeah, I was uncomfortable. And then, yeah, again, if you, I don't know, if you just took out the opening scene and the and the closing scene what you've got left in the middle it like it isn't great but it's but it's it's a but it's silly not old romp awful. it's okay yeah yeah, yeah been, it's not outright awful and could have been a reasonable frangy comedy episode yeah but yeah this i think yeah the um the scene where quark and ishka have their argument um, mm-hmm. I don't know what do you guys think of that. I'm, I'm, it, it, it bugs me because I feel that she has a massive heart attack, and it's just too silly. But uh, well, you are you. Go ahead, say it. You're a, uh, I'm still waiting. You're a, you're a, you're a, ah, what? Oops. Moogie, Moogie. Mm, yes. <laughs> the way she falls yeah. over. Um, and actually the actress, um, Cecilia Adams, thinks that's brilliant and says that she laughs out loud every time she sees that bit. I'm just looking at mm. her and thinking, yeah, that's that's a bit... She's, she, okay, but she, I she's, mean... She's basically almost died and I'm just like... A bit but how do you... Yeah. I think, I think, I think it's hard to act a heart attack. Because yeah. in real life, it's probably just like you fall to the ground. You don't clutch your heart or go. You don't do like a sta- well, you don't do you a stagey right? death. <laughs> you're but, you, okay. but, but you're on, but on a TV program. It needs to be over dramatic and yeah. and I, and you know it needs I to be stagey. I mean, I mean, you know, if you're going to go out, then go out in a, with a stagey heart attack. I think. But, <laughs> it, it, but it, I, I know yeah. I, I know what you mean, Rick, but. I think it's just that 
that's ha- that's a that's a classic TV heart attack. I mean, we need to um, I, I, we need I, to we need to interview Jim from Neighbours. I was Alan gonna, I, 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 he's he exactly about... going to say because he he he's I think he's died of a heart attack on at least three different programs. Yeah. <laughs> he's apart on from, Neighbours and the OC from... and another one. Apart from Star Trek Nemesis, where he gets obliterated by, yeah, he, yeah, he crumbles. Yeah. He, he didn't die of a heart attack. Ironically, and the, the one of, place he doesn't die of a of a heart attack is in Star Trek. Um, <laughs> also, Torchwood when um, he's shot. He was an episode of Torchwood right, and they okay. shot him dead on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, Taylor on radiation did him in on uh, Nemesis. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. but he was but he, he he was quite stagey with that death. I mean, I think you know, um, yeah. if he doesn't if he doesn't flip over a bowl of fruit that comes flying at the camera, what's the point? <laughs> um, for our, for our listeners who haven't seen Neighbours, honestly, it was a really well done scene. It was so so good. Bowl of fruit literally flies at the camera for it. It's incredible. <laughs> if um. If they had made the episode, if they had gone a bit further with the sort of, and made it more of a kind of outright slapstick comedy, then maybe that that heart attack scene wouldn't seem quite so jarring mm. to you, Rick. Maybe that's another symptom of the episode, not quite knowing what it wants to be. Apparently, um, they did do a version that they had to reshoot because it was so dark. Mm. Um, Alexander Siddig initially... Um, directed one that was just so and that was just too much so they had to take that but but again is that because the director and the actors had a different idea of what the from the the writers wanted you know and that's where that farce and that serious piece or bashed up against each other and they couldn't resolve Mm. so um and yeah that that and when the episode can't decide what it is i think the viewer struggles because the viewer's like, am I supposed to find this funny? Am I supposed to find this dramatic? And so the whole episode, you spend there confused, yeah. thinking this would be better if they played this for the drama, or this would be better if they played it for the comedy, whichever is your preference, I suppose. But that's where you sit the episode just being a bit confused, because you just don't know what's going on. I think part of it is that 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 Quark, there's a bit of like sexual dimorphism in Ferengi, so men have bigger ridges than women mm. i think the part of the problem for me is that that quark had to undergo drastic surgery mm. for for not for for what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like it's not like he dressed up like he didn't have to just dress up like he like he didn't have to put on a costume and adjust to that and learn that way he had mm. to convince dr bashir to put him through a what well, for us, for in our time, is quite a serious, incredibly serious procedure. Sorry, yeah. um, and I think that just that give, it's hard to kind of balance that against what the story is trying to achieve as well. That's something I mm. found. Mm. Um, if this has been like, if you'd had these these changes happening in Ferengi society and Quark trying to exploit them by dressing up as a woman for some reason. Maybe on Ferenginar mm. to make a quick book. Yes, yeah, that that, that, that been... might have worked better because because it falls more into to to like a light and breezy episode, and he mm. can at the end of it he can fall foul of, of his scheme. His scheming can get the better of him, and maybe yeah. he can learn something. And it's light, and it's relatively light and breezy, and and it's not bookended by these scenes that don't work and are creepy. 
you know that it it that yeah. would have worked better for me i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a good idea actually I think that, yeah that would have been a fine episode so almost sort of have it set after the, the there's been that social upheaval mm-hmm. and and quark yeah while quark doesn't agree with what's happened he can see a way to profit from it mm. and, and comedy would ensue Indeed. without it being like problematic <laughs> yeah i think that could have worked yeah i think what we've what we've done and i'm not entirely surprised um we've <laughs> confirmed a lot of the indefensible stuff have we got anything we can defend? I mean, we mentioned Rob, but is there yeah, anything else? Ron, I, I like the relationship of Quark and Moogie. I like that he fundamentally doesn't believe in what she's trying to do. I like the arguments between them about that. Um, mm. I don't know. I think I like I like that. It's interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. But he he always stays true to his character in that respect because he is he is quite um is is quite he's 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 a he's a, he's your basic Ferengi and he doesn't see why you would want to change Ferengi society yeah and, um, yeah. yeah he's like a firm yeah, yeah. believer in, yes. in Ferengi society Indeed. isn't it and he'll he's, he's yeah I guess he's he's a patriot in that way yeah he's quite yeah. You know, he'll stick up for Ferengi society. Mm-hmm. And he thinks what she's trying to do is is terrible and destructive for Ferengi society. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that. Yeah. But ultimately, family his, loyalty and loyalty to the Nagus supersede those beliefs. And he will, yes. he will back them for their he societal will. change that he doesn't believe in, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, he, he still... Loves his Moogie, even though, yeah. Well, it's either that or he just really hates yeah. the potential replacement of Grunt. Well, that actually, true. yeah, that's also a driving factor. I would rather change society in a way I do not believe in and see <laughs> fucking Brunt in, in the Nagus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that's, that's another positive about this episode. Um, Jeffrey Coombs is in it. Yeah. Can't yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Coombs. He's Brunt. So. There you go. There's a plus point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still I mean, to this day gets me that him and Wayun are the same actor. Brunt and Wayun are the same bloody actor. How good yeah. is Jer- and Shran? You know that one actor plays those three mm-hmm. different characters. So, oh, the guy's an underrated genius, really. Yeah. No. You know, and I feel like we haven't, we haven't seen much. I guess we haven't fiercely defended this one but i don't feel like we've laid into it it as hard as we could have done like we found things to enjoy in it and we found ideas in it that that could have worked mm. we've almost like we've almost gone through it and, and rewritten the episode yes. in a way that we think would work better <clears throat> which isn't really this isn't the same as defending an episode <laughs> is it no but we've we've picked so out the threads saying, we picked. We're picking out the threads that could work with a little bit of, you know, work. Yeah. So hmm. you know, it's not. It's not a write-off. It's not a total loss. Yeah, yeah. I think we've been pretty fair. Hmm. Yeah, I think. I think we've been. I think we've been generous. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that early scene where um, where, Nog um, sorry, Rom is having that absolute panic that um, Frenganar has been invaded by the Dominion stuff. So him and Quark are in ops. 
and like all the senior mm. staff are just like these bloody Ferengi and so on. <laughs> and then finally Cisco relents and says, well, I'll look into it. And then immediately there's that hail from the ship that comes in and it's, it's Zek and Ishka. And Rom yeah. looks up at Cisco because that was fast. Which was a really <laughs> <laughs> yes. But saying that, it also yeah. made me a bit sad that the the rest of the regular cast didn't have a little bit more to do. And actually kind of sort of struck yeah. me like when Quark's trying to, you know, think, right, I've got to be a woman and do this, why doesn't he go to Dax and Kira? Yeah, I think that That's would especially ah oh, the potential for scenes there is 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 incredible. Yeah, especially uh, Dax, right? Um, yeah. Who has experience of being both genders, and yeah, um, Clark kind of has a like you know he has a friendship with Dax, doesn't he? Yeah, mm. I mean, so, there's a good chance yeah. Kira just told him to fuck right off with his nonsense. I was thinking, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Kira, yeah, not so much. <laughs> Can't see not it helping. Pathetic to his plight. Uh, <laughs> Definitely not. No, <laughs> but but the idea that in the, when he comes into this situation that he would approach her as a role model as a, as a strong woman to 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 want to emulate, I think that would have maybe been quite interesting in the Kira Quark dynamic as well. It might, it might have softened her stance yeah. on Quark and his and his bullshit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not, I've, I've gone from what I thought was one positive to say what could have been, but. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, another another slightly sort of backhanded compliment for this episode is that I've I've seen it so little. Perhaps I've only ever seen it once before. I kind of enjoyed watching it again because I didn't remember it all that well. <laughs> Almost feels like <laughs> so there you go, there's a <laughs> Sorry, what was that, Rick? Almost feels like watching a new DS9 because you've seen it so yeah. little. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just very just, disappointing. Just a disappointing one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll run through a few of the um, the responses I got on Twitter earlier just to um, yeah. see if there's any other points that come up. So uh, the Yum Yum pod that I already mentioned also said it's not the best episode, but it isn't boring, which is true. It's definitely not boring. Yeah. Yeah. Moogie, Brunt and the yeah. Nagus are always great to see, and they hammered up, which is mm-hmm. true. If you like yeah. Frankie episodes, there are some jokes that do hit. Yeah, some. Yeah. Some jokes. Um, yes, it's nice to see the Ferengi women progress and get to wear clothes, and that is true because that that is, mm. I think, as I said at the beginning, it is a big step in the progress. So it is. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I I have a point about that. I'll raise it later. Okay. 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 Um, th- that that was from the Yum Yum Podcast at Yum Yum Podcast. Uh, Ian Ian House, uh, beloved patron and friend of the show. Um, at rebooting me, said Brunt and Moogie are always good. Yep, Quark and Drag is funny, mm-hmm. especially the learning to walk and talk. Yeah, I might characterize Rum's input as the best bit of that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to look at evolving side. He also brought up Quark and Odo's hug, which actually oh, yeah. we've not mentioned much of that, but that is that is really good. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> which you might. Giving me a hug. A hug? Just a small one. It's kind of a kind of a weirdly warm moment. It is. I was yeah. surprised that Odo went in for that. And he, yeah. and he did. Mm. Totally. That was really yeah. nice. Yeah. I, I, I loved it. It's one of those like Odo moments where he's just like so caught in headlights, awkward thing, but he goes with it. <laughs> so uh, yeah. that was a nice moment. Yeah. Um <laughs> We also had a response from uh, Kyle Mullin, who's at James underscore the underscore fifth. 
He just said the episode is so freaking fun. Uh, it, there is fun elements, it does I guess. Have its fun. Yeah, it does have its yeah. fun element. I know. It's, I suppose it's kind of how you view it. I mean, I. Yeah, it's what you expect from Star Trek, and in certain areas of this episode, I feel Star Trek maybe should give us more. But, <laughs> um, and Duncan Barrett at Barrett's Books, who's on the um, Primitive Culture podcast, said there is one good scene in that app where they are phone banking. That's the only good I can find in it. Good luck, though. <laughs> <laughs> so appreciate the wishes. Good luck for defending it. But and yeah, actually, that is a good scene where they're all phoning all those people. Hello. That's not a very nice thing to say about the Negus. I beg Hello? your pardon? Hello? There's no need to Hello? be insulting. Hello? 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 That Hello? female happens to be Hello? my mother. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a good scene. And like, I, I, I sort of liked the direction in that scene. There was like a lot of sort of fast cutting between them all. And, and it was almost it was almost like, it was like a sort of a montage mm. where, where the, the end result is they fail abysmally, don't they? <laughs> they get one person out of the hundreds they call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One thing yeah. that struck me in that scene is like um, all that all that academy training, all that Starfleet experience has literally been thrown from cadets promote to Ensign in the midst of war and Nog is is is, is just doing business calls now. He's like phoning yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a call centre. <laughs> yeah. Also what? clearly clearly Cisco's giving him a lot of slack on, you know, when he's supposed to do his Starfleet duties and when he could just dick off and help his uncle. Yeah, he yeah. does he does get a lot of slack with that, doesn't he? Yeah. In general. Yeah. What what was your point you wanted to make about clothes, Jimmy? Yeah, um, it's I find it a little confusing the whole um, uh, the whole uh, Ferengi women not wearing clothes because on in on one side, Ferengi find it absolutely repulsive uh, that women wear clothes. It's like oh no, women wear females wearing clothes. Oh my god, how disgusting! But. One of the reasons they can't wear clothes on Ferenginai is so they can't leave the house. But if if they don't like, because it's mentioned in that episode, uh, okay. if women if women can wear clothes, then they can leave the house. Yeah. So, but if they don't like women to wear clothes, why would it matter if they were naked in public? Mm. I, that's 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 the point I find can. Using like they haven't quite. Is it more practicality because yeah. it rains on Ferenginar all the time? Well, these clothes don't <laughs> get wet. You can't leave the house naked because you'd get fucking soaked, I suppose, <laughs> and catch a cold. Skin is the best waterproof. <laughs> so, uh, something I found confusing was the idea that why, why does Quark have to, if, if, if Ferengi women don't wear clothes, uh, why does Quark have to? Wear heels, yeah. Because heels? surely heels on Ferengina aren't a thing if women don't wear clothes. Mm. Uh, are, are they? Are they? You know, heels are like a human thing. Mm. So why? Why is he wearing heels? Why would they uh, adopt the heels? Yeah, exactly. And mm. why do they have like ladies' clothes for him to wear anyway? They well, seem to they... be in a sort of Ferengi fashion. Well, it's but... a Ferengi fashion that's been created by the women who want to wear clothes mm. so they've 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 decided this what the ferengi woman's clothes would look like 
And then yeah, his, his style is based on okay. he's he's trying to impersonate his mother, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she so does wear clothes. Essentially, so. he's wearing his mum's clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That okay. is another aspect of the episode that we haven't gone into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, frankly, they should have had some follow-up where Quark, you know, basically enlisted Esri's services as counsellor for a bit because <laughs> there must be yeah. a lot to unpack from his experience here. And I think it's a shame that they didn't really follow up on his as a learning experience for him. So. Yeah. Do you feel like we, we've maybe got to the end of our profit and lace discussion? The... I think we've covered it all. I think so. Yeah. I think I think in all all the episodes we've done where we've defended something that has generally been poorly received or we felt it's been maligned, this is maybe the closest we've come to failing at, at it. Mm. And we've yeah. defended Nemesis before. I thought you were going to say, well, we've failed before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're no strangers to failing. <laughs> no, no, I mean, you know. I, I kind of always feel that I, I can find some good in almost every Star Trek, but even this this episode, even I struggled. So. You know, I, I think I think we found we found we, we found yeah. in, enough good in it to to be able to discuss it evenly, and and at least well, we found ways yeah. to make it better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think we've. I think we've fairly identified its weaknesses. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't we haven't hammered it. So, no. I think, I think yeah, we've 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 talked about the the things that we liked about it, which weren't a lot, but they are there. And yeah. the thing, the things that didn't work or we didn't like, we, you know, I, I like to think that we've put in some sort of constructive context. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've been able to have a conversation about it, and that's a, that's a, a good thing for an episode to <laughs> to generate. You know, that episode's given us given us an hour's discussion, so. Yeah, good. we've talked about it for longer than the episode runs for. So <laughs> amazing! Now, yeah. Depending on, on how you, what you think the quality of our conversation was, that's a positive <laughs> or a negative. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening to this um, in sort of weekly in defence of uh, profit and lace, <laughs> but. Yeah. Um, w e a k, I guess. <laughs> yes, yeah. Not not as in we're gonna every we're gonna, week yeah. gonna come back to the same episode. <laughs> Keep talking about it until we like it. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if we made ourselves watch it every week and try and concoct new defenses? We'd go mad. Um, <laughs> don't, don't we'd be like, oh, I love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> don't you think our podcast yeah, kind of will like keep going for too long? Does it? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I think we, I think we may revisit the idea of an in defence of episode in the future, and maybe mm. we might pick one that's mm. a little bit easier to defend. Um, so not code of honour. Uh, do you know we should we should tackle code of honour sometime? Oh, no, I'm not but, sure. But not, not this sure. time. Um, we'll with. We'll leave you with that thought, listeners. And, and indeed, if our listeners have any suggestions for episodes which they'd like to hear us defend, um, yeah. it'd be great to hear from you mm. because uh, we, we might just do that. We might. And, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back with uh, another episode soon. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.
Do you realize how incredible this is? <laughs> you ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10backwardpodcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Wilt Herland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash loweredexradio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. And don't forget to relax your shoulders, but keep your bottom tight. <laughs>